Stampede. Garner is in 152, recorded 814, 2022. It's true, avarice and greed can lead to self-destruction. And it's possible that's what we've been experiencing in our country. It's become our fate. We're a country in decline, and we can feel it playing out in many ways. We like to believe we're still a great nation, but an illness has befallen us. We can't trust what has been told us. We're told that our values are what the rest of the world should follow. It's true we have a powerful military, but that can't defend us against our own failed expectations as a people. Our manifest destiny isn't with children killing children in schools. No, that's not what we were taught to believe. The truth is, there's nothing that says our fate is assured as a great nation. No, we've allowed ourselves to be tricked into thinking that prophets are what are going to make us great, that we should want more, more of everything, and that'll solve our problems. Finding contentment in an economic system of consumerism isn't what our founding fathers believed our country was all about. No, they understood something greater than demanding more. 
The truth is, a country is only as good as the people who inhabit it. Well, it's true. We took this land from others. But some might say they took it from someone else as well. That's what history tells us. It says you can't own something forever because someone or something will take it away. People say we ended slavery with the Emancipation Act, but today people have become slaves addicted to a world of artificial intelligence which they carry everywhere they go. Stopping people from thinking for themselves can result in lots of behavioral disorders. But mental illness isn't our only concerns. We've been deceived into believing we're invulnerable to external threats. We think we can put aside our illnesses by defeating any challenge with our technology. But that isn't going to work. When thinking about a country's greatness, you have to have stability in order to defend yourself from the challenges that arise. So, if you live in a place afflicted with mass killings and uncontrollable looting of businesses, then your authority is called into question. You can't call yourself a great nation if the values you live by are suggestive of a terminal illness. We're no longer a healthy country, and what we were taught about our manifest destiny has fallen through the cracks, and those cracks aren't small and insignificant. No, they're far and wide, and they spell serious trouble. If you think we can continue living the way we do without a major correction, you've been deceived, thinking your government's historical debt will be resolved without pain. Well, that's what's coming. Inflation has a lot to do with a country's stability. 
social order stability, stability that our expectations can be realized, that winning isn't considered everything. Because when you have large numbers of people homeless living in the streets of every city in your country, you aren't winning. No, that kind of winning isn't what our manifest destiny is all about. You see, when avarice and greed take hold, the ones at the top are less concerned with the ones below. And when you're at the top, self-interest is what will keep things going. Never mind the drop in the standards of learning in our schools. Never mind you can't recruit the young to fight your wars. Never mind that the currency you use is worthless. Don't worry about that, because you can sit back in your lazy boy chair, open a beer, and watch a game on the tube, deceiving yourself everything is good like it's always been. But nothing remains the same. And that includes our greatness.
Of course, circumstances can change. As our politicians and propagandists have said, we could right our ship and claim a return to normalcy. There's a lot at stake. Careers could be lost if reality sets in and a financial collapse ensues or can no longer be avoided. An unhealthy society can only function so long before the falsifications, the unvalidated truth is revealed. You can't claim everything is all right when the people who are making the decisions have clearly become senile, suffering self-indulgences for having held positions of power for 30 or 40 years. If you've held power for that length of time, you inevitably tell the public the decisions you're making will always be correct. But the circumstances could be someone who attains power could be mentally incapable of making decisions and are being used placed in a position of authority while others take control making the decisions, turning the person in authority to nothing more than a puppet. It then becomes an elaborate show, an attempt at deflecting responsibility for what is done. The idea is you keep the act running, preventing the system from collapsing. The puppet can tell the public everything is getting back to normal when, in fact, the country might be facing a recession or even maybe something much worse. The puppet can say that having served for so long, his or her experience should be trusted, that when it comes to military affairs, the country is safe that financially the markets are steady, that employment is strong. But the truth is, it's an illusion, a deception for admitting that something is wrong. People in power and the people behind the power want to make sure you believe the country is on solid ground. But it isn't. The symptoms that something is wrong can't be disguised forever.
a long-standing politician's bedfellow is nepotism. It's particularly true with machine politics. You see, when you get elected by a machine apparatus that works in a congressional district, you automatically get reelected to office, and that precludes the principles of a free and democratic process. Nepotism is often found with politicians who've been in office for 30 or 40 years. It works something like this. The clerk, who's employed by the county, and who diligently contributed to the election of a representative to the House of Congress, is rewarded with a job working in a government office, like at the Department of Motor Vehicles or any other agency. If you've been loyal, you get rewarded. And it doesn't stop there because that employee has a family with sons and daughters, uncles and aunts and cousins who also can be put to good use assuring that the representative to the House of Congress gets votes on election day. And they, too, deserve to be rewarded for their loyalty. I think you get the picture. A machine apparatus is a living thing that has nepotism as one of its pillars in constructing a lifetime career for a skilled 30- or 40-year politician. In parts of our country, machine politics is so prevalent, it precludes the true will of the people. Candidates who oppose the machine rarely succeed. Now, it's come to my attention, and I must emphasize my neutrality toward Republicans and Democrats, that the Speaker of the House of Representatives took her son along during her trip to the Far East. Considering transportation, housing, and food costs covered by the government, one might say the American public shouldn't endure those expenditures but it underlies a more obvious conclusion. The speaker may want to introduce her son to a life of machine politics, where his mother and her father managed to cover out political careers since the 1930s. That's getting close to a century of nepotism.
call me cynical, but the recent budget of the federal government may include an estimated increase of 50,000 new employees. That figure may not be entirely accurate since I have an access to the 2022 budget proposed by the Biden administration. For some reason, I'm reminded of FDR's creation of the Works Progress Administration, known as the WPA during the Great Depression of 1935. It was the collapse of the American economy. I personally knew the hardships my grandparents lived through during those times. And even looking at some murals that still exist in post offices or government buildings, I can recognize the creative inspiration of American painters who were employed by the WPA. It helped to produce great American writers, actors, architects, and a whole range of brilliant artisans. It left a historic stamp of America's greatness. Well, unfortunately, our government is hiring maybe 50,000 new workers today, but being the cynical person I am, I see that effort to feed a patronage system of machine politics. A large number of those employees will be working to find money for the federal government by adding more IRS workers. Correct me if I'm wrong, but has our government now weaponized the IRS to bring forward workers to audit political people who don't agree with the partisan positions of opposition parties? What could be more obvious? Machine politics now means hiring workers not to perform the duties for keeping a city functioning. No, it means you employ workers weaponized to attack by auditing political opponents. What a brilliant scheme. Make the federal government one enormous political machine to keep control of power.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Johnny Pearson's theme for Monday Night Football. Then Mike Post's theme for the TV series NYPD, followed by another theme by Post, Law and Order. Then you heard Radar from Bernard Herrmann's soundtrack for the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. Next Cliff Martinez's composition, Contagion, from the movie Contagion. And finally, Cliff Edwards' When You Wish Upon a Star, from the movie Pinocchio. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.